You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate Weekly News Bulletin. You're joined by myself, Clancy Overall, editor of the Batuta Advocate. Of course, I'm joined again by Errol Parker, editor-at-large. How are you, Errol? I'm always good, Clancy. Let's get into it, mate. Wendell, how are you? The newsreader, the Kay McGrath of the Diamond Tennis Show. How are you? Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, isolating after a COVID test. Obviously, the state of regional health out here. I've been waiting a few days and I might be waiting a few more, but that's all right. How are you, Clancy? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. I'm just glad we've, um, you know, we've got our humble leader, David Littleproud, local member. He's um, he's equipped all of our uh, regional hospitals in southwest Queensland with exactly what they need should this virus creep north from Walgett. I don't think we have anything to worry about. There's plenty of nurses and plenty of hospital beds and plenty of ventilators in Western Queensland. Lots of Panadol too. Yeah, lots of Panadol, lots of sunshine, you know? Armed to the teeth and ready to go. All right, well, let's get into this news wrap with the biggest story we had this week. Anti-vaxxers complaining about their freedoms have been urged to take a fucking look around. Yeah, we spoke to some local anti-vaxxers this week to try and wrap our heads around their behaviour. One of those was a 57-year-old more Willembar woman named Keely Spiritchild who said she's simply trying to fight for freedom against this government who is hell-bent on controlling us. The part-time beekeeper explained that the government has been oppressing her because they know that she's onto them and all of these public health orders and free medical supplies are just tools to silence her from speaking the truth. However, with millions and millions of people facing pretty full-on problems around the world like rape, murder, torture, starvation and so on, Keely and our other local anti-vaxxers have since been asked by the greater public to just have a fucking look around and reflect a bit on what's going on and reflect a bit on their situation. Look, I know that Keely and her friends, you know, they all have degrees from the U University of Big Pond. They're alumnus of the, you know, established and well-heeled school of life. But look, I think... Uh, Keely and her friends need to realise that even the University of Big Pond is closed in Afghanistan to, to women there and I just think maybe she just need to she just need to sit back and realise that perhaps things aren't too bad up there in the Northern Rivers and you know, maybe she should get a little bit of perspective. Yes, as was pointed out to her and her comrades, the fall of Kabul, you know, has resulted in a generation of people uh, who may or may not have spoken out against the Taliban currently sweating at the fear of the very real possibility of facing, uh, I guess you could say, repercussions for questioning the Taliban. There's a lot of people looking at them and a lot of people sniffing around. There's a lot of witch hunts because there are people right now in control of them. Comparatively, Keely's spirit child has not been allowed to go to her local cafe in the Northern Rivers for a week now, and the government has strongly recommended that she take a free immunisation shot that her GP can administer whenever she's ready. Yeah, perspective, I think, is the word there. Now, we put this story out on social media, as we tend to do, and we did have some University of Big Pond graduates weighing in. Dane Thomas got himself a few likes in the comments section with this one. Strange logic. People's rights are being violated elsewhere. Therefore, you shouldn't have an opinion about your own health. Lots of people fired back at Dane Thomas for that one, understandably. Fair enough, Interesting. I've seen the term medical tyranny being used a lot as well by, uh, you know, these uh, the, the class yeah. of 2021 from the School of Big Pond. Look, I really want to know if COVID-19 has signed on to net zero by 2052. I mean, you know, that's... I am really concerned about the carbon emissions coming from COVID-19. I think that's one thing that a lot of these Liberal governments 
don't really take into account. A lot of um, nationals, yeah, Matt, exactly. Matt Canavan areas here uh, in the Batuta, in the Batuta Old City District this afternoon. What else have we got in the news today, Wendell? Yeah, the Nationals will be offering you a ticket in the Senate soon, Errol. We're going to move on to that big story from the Middle East. And the US-trained Afghan army have failed to defend the US-backed Afghan government from the US-funded Afghan warlords. That's right. The world watched on this week as the Afghan government fell to the Taliban after 20 years of the US and its allies occupying the country. With people from inside and outside of our military asking questions about the merits of the mission and the hasty pullout, American President Joe Biden came out to confirm that despite the government failing in a matter of weeks, it was a job well done. Yes, Scotty offered a similar sentiment back at home as well, saying fighting for freedom is always worth it before going on to defend his government's lack of action and getting the people who helped us in Afghanistan out of there. As was pointed out, though, given how long it took him to get vaccines on our shores, it's hardly surprising he failed to process and get all of our Afghan interpreters and allies out of the country in time for the fall of Kabul. Yeah, well, it's a bit rich coming from a bloke who's only fought to keep an erection, so... And doesn't he look like he would struggle in that pursuit as well? What else is in the news, Wendell? Well, we've got some more leadership news. The Afghan president has pulled a SCOMO and fled on an aeroplane while his nation burns to the ground. Yes, if you aren't familiar with the term pulling a SCOMO, it's a popular expression within Australian vernacular and is used to describe the actions of someone who flees from an unpleasant situation that they are partly to blame for creating and at least responsible for fixing. And that's what the Afghan leader did this week as he quietly disappeared out of the country with people clinging to planes as they took off. President Ashraf Ghani quickly ducked onto an aeroplane and fled the country, claiming that he wanted to avoid bloodshed with four cars, two helicopters full of cash. But media outlets closer to the ground in Kabul are reporting that Ghani left the country with a helicopter full of cash and had to leave some of the money behind as it would not all fit in, which isn't exactly a good look for an apparent leader who claims he needed to move quick to avoid bloodshed. But... He's got his money and he's got out of the country, so he's probably doesn't really give two fucks about the optics. So, uh, you know, power to him, I guess. Back on home soil and we've got a spicy cough update. Fuck it. Let's just skip the 500s altogether, says New South Wales this week. Look, they're coming for your record here, Melbourne. Eyebrows were raised on Wednesday when Berejiklian announced the jump from 452 all the way up to 633 cases of COVID-19 in two days, with the state confirming they aren't fucking around this week. Yes, some more fake news here, but Gladys has since announced that the inverted portaloo that is Sydney will be in lockdown until at least the end of September, which I think most people have probably already figured out down there, but, you know, there you go. Power to them. We have seen a little bit of a lift from Melbourne over the last couple of days, though. 57 cases today, I believe, and Dan Andrews is warning there's many more to come. We're going to wind up this weekly bulletin with a bit of a lighter story now, and Peter Dutton has said that he's thoroughly enjoyed his ISO project of catching and killing Indian minor birds. Yes, Wendell, he was in a pretty good mood when I spoke to him. He explained the reasoning behind his new hobby, saying, and I quote him, if there's anything I hate more than cane toads, it's those bloody India minor birds. So I thought, why not start getting rid of them? Like many people in Queensland like enjoy killing cane toads, to me there is little difference. Because killing something that has warm blood is, is no different. I mean, it's not any less of a pest. What a extremely weird cunt he is. They are pests. Before any blue-haired terrace house residents start blowing up, I agree with you, Peter. I think it's good to see the bloke's been actually spending his time doing something worthwhile for once. Hopefully he keeps it up. 
just as long as he keeps it to birds, and I hope he kills them like a real man with his bare hands. There you go. Those uh, comments about warm blood are a little bit concerning for me personally, but uh, yeah, we'll see see where he goes with that one. Anyway, that's that's all we've got for our weekly news wrap. We hope you've enjoyed our coverage of the week of current affairs. We'll be back again in seven days' time to talk to you then. See you later. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.